0: Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm.
1: If you would like It's Not About Food podcast a week earlier and ad-free, please support me on patreon.com forward slash it's not about food. For more information about my books, my work, and my body love cards, You can go to my website at itsnotaboutfood.com. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else, because it's never ever about food or weight, never ever. Not even one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hello, everyone. This is Lurley Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. Today we're talking about honoring and what does that mean? The Body Love card has the goddess kneeling on a sort of a yoga mat with her little tuff behind her that she could sit on. And the power animal deer is kneeling down, looks like he's going to do a down deer. (laughs) And she's got her hands in Namaste. And the image of the card, and I think what Carol and I were going for with this card was sort of like Namaste is... The God in me recognizes and sees the God in you. And so she's saying that to herself, that she sees the spirit within of her own self, which I think is a wonderful thing to come up with. And the back of the card reads, Honoring means understanding we are sacred beings, and our bodies are sacred. They are not objects to be sculpted and forced to meet cultural ideals. They are not a commodity to manipulate in order to measure our self-worth. By objectifying and creating reverence for our bodies, we become free to experience the wisdom, magnificence, and magic of our bodies. So I love this card and this idea of honoring our bodies and ourselves as the sacred as the holder of our spirits, you know, really think about our bodies, our our houses. And if we don't have a body, we don't get to be here. (laughs) And the reason why we can be here is because of this beautiful body that we have and that it's sacred. We are body, mind, and spirit. It was a revelation to me to think that my body was not just something to be hated and changed and made smaller forced to be always smaller couldn't get small enough and that it was also my body was a form of money in a way and I would manipulate that in order to be okay with myself I feel like a lot of times my body was my only commodity especially when I was younger just everything was about how I looked I didn't feel like I got very many points or okayness with who I was as a person. It was really about what I should look like, really. And that just being in the... Stopping to objectifying myself was huge. Not only my body, but my whole like little self was put in some sort of category or some kind of box, and I needed to stay in that. So... I love the idea of being free to experience the wisdom and the magnificence and the magic of our body, but also of our whole self. Humans are like, awesome. So our animals are awesome. Trees are like, totally awesome. Everything really is, you know, it's pretty great here. If we could see that and own that and step into that. So I'm really, really, really happy to have My good friend Emily here with me today and we're gonna talk about honoring and she is somebody I feel just really has taken this idea and has really embodied it not only in her body but in her whole life of honoring who she really is and I've been able to be with her when she is talking to herself and like totally just such a positive coach (laughs) for <laughs> And truly magnificent to watch and to be around. And I really appreciate that she's here today taking time out of her work schedule. Shh, don't
0: tell anyone.
1: But here she is. So hello,
0: Emily. How are you doing today? Hi, Lorley. I'm doing really good today. I'm glad I had this time blocked off of my calendar. I was planning ahead to take today off told my boss I got something real important to do today. (laughs) So I'm honoring myself and my time and allowing myself to do these great things and share and contribute. So yeah, I'm super happy to be here and share about this card. Great. So
1: tell me what made you pick this card? What spoke to you about honoring and how does that show up in your life?
0: Yeah, good questions. I was thinking about all the topics and kind of where I'm at now and I've shared some about my personal story and specifically like with my eating disorder history and my recovery from in the last 10 plus years through that. And so kind of looking at where I'm at now and what I've learned and what I continue to work on and, In the beginning, when you started on this recovery journey, you think, okay, I'll get this figured out. I'll check all the boxes. I'll pass a test. I'll get a certificate and I'll get it, right? Like it's just, we're done with it. You know, and as we all know, with whatever it is we're working on in self-development, it's a journey. And here I am 13 years into really honoring my body. The first big thing I did to honor my body was decide to go to eating disorder treatment 13 years ago and get off of the cycle of self-abuse that I had been engaging in most of my life. So seeing where I've come from there, so I was going through the deck of cards and I'd looked at body wisdom and I was looking at boundaries and then just reading the description and honoring, I feel like really settles in a just a bigger picture of where I'm at. And like you mentioned, I didn't even realize this big job change I've had this year of honoring myself and again, trying to break cycles and how it doesn't always necessarily begin with just the food and eating disorder stuff, but it starts with that. And allowing ourselves to get through those things, and then how do I continue to grow into this person and living my life, honoring myself, knowing these things about myself, and wanting to continue living a full and enriching life where I don't focus on myself as a commodity, something to be traded, something to be manipulated, and really just continuing to embrace, like you say on here, like the wisdom, beauty, and magic of my body. I'm also a woman in my middle age, early 40s, and going through this kind of perspective in my life of where I've been, where I'm going, what I want for the next 20 years of my life, how I want to honor and respect my physical health, my mental health, my spiritual health, and really use what I've learned to really make the most of what I have ahead. So honoring just felt really good about slowing down, made a lot of big changes these last few years. I always joke that all my therapists and everybody around me have been telling me to, quote, slow down for the last 10 plus years. And it finally took a big life change in hiring a career coach and again, working more deeply in therapy and making these big changes to honor, to break cycles of workaholism and burnout that were still symptoms and things I practiced in my eating disorder, but played out in my work life. So honoring myself to, Get off that hamster wheel, of pain. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's hard to get off that hamster wheel, especially when the hamster wheel is such good work, like your nonprofit that you were doing, and and yeah. also just all of the extra stuff you did for the community and for the world, and it, and to like step off of that. And I had the same kind of thing. I felt like I was taking my skin off because this was my thing that I did, and. This was my I have to do this for the greater good. It has to happen. And if I don't do it, nobody will. But that's really not true. I actually found that a lot of people just fold in and pick it up and
0: the work gets done creates new opportunities and Yeah, it's a lot to sit down and thinking I do this work because I honor my community. I honor marginalized people, things I care about and get involved in the work I chose to do, just honoring my commitment and dedication to what I do as my day job. And then, yeah, honoring my community and finding out that there's just ways you can do that without burning yourself out and burning the candle at both ends.
1: Yeah, everything doesn't have to have me physically in there with my sleeves rolled up doing the dishes, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> I, I can be on, I can still be a part of, and I don't have to like, like you said, burn the candle at both ends.
0: Yeah. And then thinking back to, especially, you know, I was, I lovingly use the term workaholic. No, I love what I do. It's not like I was I left corporate <laughs> because my workaholism was not rewarding for them. <laughs> you're just getting rich business guys, bigger cars, more vacation homes, and bigger bonuses. When you're just a number on a spreadsheet and can get laid off at any moment, they're not honoring you and your work. And so I decided to take my honoring elsewhere. <laughs> um, and then I work for places where my work matters, and then you work even harder because you care more about the actual work, not just the type of work. But again, really in hindsight and big picture, like how am I even honoring? I worked like the saying, like pouring from an empty cup and I have to honor myself and keep my cup, my pitcher full so that I can pour into others. And then just because it is full doesn't mean I have to give it all away. And Realizing that for myself too, that just because I have it doesn't mean it's there to give away. I can honor myself and give some of that great energy and work towards myself more. And again, am I honoring the organizations that I was working for if I'm working from a depleted place and giving it my actual best work when I thought I was. But when the pandemic hit, everybody kind of went into frantic scatter, all hands on deck mode. And I'm just that person anyway. So I went full bore into all the things I love and thought I needed help and support (laughs) in the community. Yeah. So I really, I enjoyed doing all the things I do, but I thought I was honoring my commitment and dedication to causes and all of that. But how do we honor ourselves and still do work? And then thinking about, so I'm honoring myself by taking this break this year, which was a big deal. I took a full year break. I guess that is the biggest honor. I've given myself a whole year and I'm five months into it today. How do you feel
1: five months in? Has the backlash, has it stopped?
0: (laughs) What will I do with myself? Yeah. Yeah, the FOMO, the backlash, the feeling like just, not having a bunch of stuff on my calendar to do every day off of work and feeling like, Oh yeah, no, my life's good and comfortable. Like I'm cool. I am important. I do things. Look, I don't have anything to do. Like what is important to me? So it feels real good. Luckily we had a long winter. And so I tried to honor myself with the seasons and hibernate and stay hunkered down on the couch. So January, February were a lot of just resting and sitting still and, just being at home and not filling my calendar with things to do. It's hard saying no and not offering myself up for stuff, but I've been staying in my lane real well. Mm-hmm. So it's real hard the first two months because I want to like text people and get updates and ask questions and be involved. And I'm like, what no. happened with so-and-so? Yeah, they yeah. do just fine without me. It's okay. I don't oh, need to know. God. I know. It's just distractions um, and focusing on myself. So Five months in, I feel like, oh. The other day I was like, could I do another year? (laughs) Maybe I need one year to like adjust and then another year to like really get into my own stuff, I guess. So it feels good. You may need another year.
1: You may need the rest of your life. I think about what you have done in your one little life that you've had already. It's not chopped liver. It's not nothing. It is a lot. I was just telling somebody the other day that I did a lot for a certain community and other people have to do that now. I can do what I want about that, but I don't have to run the program. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I I can be on the sidelines. I can support others to do it. And I'm okay with that. I was not okay with that the first year or two. I wasn't. I thought nobody loves me. I'm not worthy anymore. And it's lonely. And then my people to talk to all the time. And, but actually what happened was my own life fell into that abyss, <laughs> into that opening that was there. And it's not like you don't already have a lot of stuff on your plate just by yourself.
0: Yeah. You know, I got family and lots of amazing friends that I've worked hard at building relationships and the people that I have in my life right now are really worth being in my life. So I, I have been focusing on reconnecting with friends I haven't seen since either before the pandemic or seen in person very much, spending quality time with people I really care about. So those are the things that I've been like focusing on filling my not filling my calendar with, but making purposeful time for myself to enjoy with people and not just on the fly or where we can squeeze and fit people in. high quality time yeah just honoring where I'm at with that right now
1: yeah aren't you already planning your birthday
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes I was like let me honor myself as an event planner who has planned I don't even know how many things for tons of people the last 15 years plan one for me Right. I was kind of like, I do birthday stuff and I planned a little birthday dinner last year. You know, you try to put it on a friend or your spouse to plan something for you. And then you're like, all right, whatever. And this year I decided I'm going to plan a big old birthday party for myself. I want a DJ. I don't want to cook food. I want to just show up. I want food and music and entertainment. I want my favorite people there. A friend and I, who we have similar near birthdays we're like let's, let's treat ourselves she and I always used to plan some community events too I always fall in our birthday month so we would do community events instead of our own birthday celebrations or be like this will be for our birthday but it's for the community so we're like this year
1: I'll make everybody birthday. sing happy birthday but I'm still going to feed the homeless on the same day yeah I've done lots of things so for my birthday. great <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like but for I, my birthday, let's volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that you're doing this, that you're the organization
0: that you're planning it for. Yay. You yeah. <laughs> know, my goal this year, when I put up on my whiteboard, because I'm very, I don't want to say like, you know, I'm just very like my goals for the year, my vision plan, like what I want to accomplish, these kinds of things goal-oriented, as you would say. And this year, all I wrote on my board was be in service to myself. Oh, it, You know, it feels weird to be selfish. I'm still a generous person, but but just be in service of myself, my community service time too. How can I volunteer my time to my need more? Yeah.
1: If you would like to have a weekly newsletter that has some information about recovery or what people are doing in the world or what I'm doing in the world, and just information about how to recover and what to do and how do we have faith and trust and love and openness to our own selves, you can go to my website at itsnotaboutfood.com.
0: Storygram Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media.
1: When you're whining with nurses.
0: It's a place I like to call The Bleed.
1: My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food.
0: Storygram Network. I joined Beyond Hunger about three years ago after my own eating disorder recovery. I've been with the peer ed program for over a year. I've
1: been a peer educator for a few weeks now. Beyond Hunger is an amazing organization in which high schoolers like me get to go to schools across the Bay Area and educate teens and students on mental health, body image, intuitive eating. I joined because it really helps people.
0: I joined the program because I believe that the information we provide people my age is very important. Beyond Hunger has allowed me to connect with the youth in my community and reaffirm to myself what I know is true. It has given me an opportunity to educate others and inform others around my age, Um, and I just think it's a really wonderful program. Because I want to teach other teens what I never learned, appreciating your body through its ups and downs, navigating diet, diet culture, and learning about intuitive emotions and hunger
1: and I felt that it was super important to continue to make change in the community. My name is Laura Lee Rourke, and I am one of the founders of Beyond Hunger. My business partner, Carol Normandy and I founded it in 1988, but for the last 25 years, we've been going into schools and talking about the issue of eating disorders and body hatred. We um, train young women to go in with us, peer-to-peer, student-to-student, and it is a wonderful program. Please give generously. Thank you. There needs to be a change of language, too, and I think words matter. We call ourselves selfish if we're just doing our own little thing, but we also call ourselves selfless if we're doing all of this other stuff, but really maybe it's just self-care. I know that if I wasn't actually Physically working for somebody else in some capacity I felt like I was being selfish but it wasn't really true a lot of people they don't have that at all but I did I was like born to serve but I would forget myself serving myself first I forgot that part and I feel like as I get older, I have to do it. I have to, it takes a lot to take care of a se- almost 72-year-old person, <laughs> which I,
0: <laughs> you know, this elder care is really hard. <laughs> yeah, what the book is? Where's the booklet on that? No, that's something you said, too. Like, I do you feel like I'm someone who has that natural generosity of spirit, born to serve, naturally wanting to help others be the change I want to see. Like, I naturally just want to. Get involved and use my skills to fill a need and, oh, you guys need help with this. I'm great at this. Let's match skills. And I'm just a general helper, uplifter too. So learning boundaries with that. So it's not saying I won't ever or can't ever do that ever again or won't. But if and when I do and how I do going forward, because, you know, before I will say it comes out of giving too much and being an overachiever in that way even though i am built that way it's not that it was insincere but sometimes it comes from an unhealed place of wanting to give others what you didn't get in pain in marginalized communities and you're like we don't want people to feel that way i only had a little bit of that pain i can't imagine how much hard that is for you how can i help make this a better place for all of us but thank god we all have that so we all help each other but there's healthier ways to help people so when you give from that emptier place it's easier to give too much and burn out. And I feel like I want to learn how to honor and give from a whole place so that I can be a better service when I do help and honor myself and those others. I don't know
1: about you, but I know if I was really giving it my all, right? A lot of times I wasn't a very nice person about that. (laughs) I would be very grumpy or... (laughs) snappy or whatever and I'd have to like have a little talk with myself maybe you need to keep some back for yourself so you have a little tolerance a cushion of a little bit and it I think that was the sort of the fine line of of working for the greater good you forget that you're also in that greater good too you're
0: the greater good as well I'm part of that too yeah And especially because a lot of the work when I started is in the body positive community or doing clothing swaps and for my own community. So I am who I'm trying to help. Like I am building what I want to see. That's right. Want the world. Uh, Yeah. So it's just a lot (laughs) to put out there and just learning how to honor.
1: And I love this, you know, when you had that clothing swap. What a wonderful idea that was. All these plus sizes that people, they're tired of this clothing, but they so hard to go to a store and find something else. But there it was in your size, and it was really great. And also your chunky dunk. Oh, yeah. Swim parties, yeah. Swim parties. Come and swim. Put on your bathing suit. Get on out there. Get in the pool. So wonderful. I can't tell you. How many of my clients over the years have such body hatred, putting on a bathing suit and getting in, in a pool or in the ocean, it was like they had to be a gladiator.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, to build (laughs) yourself up to get out there
1: and And honoring that. Yeah, yeah. but so sad, they would be so upset with themselves just to be able to put on a Friggin' bathing suit and get in water, they would be so mad at themselves and angry and hateful and sad. And I'd be like, you've got to get in there. You've got to do it. Do you love swimming? Yes, I love swimming. Okay. Then you have to swim. I don't care. Don't even wear a bathing suit. Just get in the pool naked. I don't care. <laughs> Go to the nude beach. I don't care. Just, you've got to do it.
0: I was thinking about this today, specifically when I was just drawing down a quick notes before I jumped on the call here about honoring. And one of the things I'd written down was ways I used to not honor my body and how I honor them now. And one of the big ones was simple, like when I moved to Sacramento and it's really hot, like not honoring myself by wearing sleeveless tops and open-toed shoes and letting my legs or arms show. Like, so, and then on the flip side too, not honoring myself by getting in water, putting on a swimsuit, doing that. And so being able to now honor myself by one of the great joys self-care in this body acceptance journey I'm on is being in water. I love going to hot springs. I want to go to like Asha Urban Bath House. I want to go in hot tubs. I want to swim. I want to get in the river. I just want to be in bodies of water and because that honors me as my human. And then I'm like, oh, but my self-consciousness, culture. So there's layers sometimes we have to get through in order to be able to honor ourselves. And I was thinking with getting in water, like you have to have the awareness, I deserve and want to be in the water. But then you have to give yourself permission to, you got to undo your layers of self-consciousness and thinking what others any cultural stuff about showing skin or stories from your parents or other things. And then the ultimate honor of just saying F it and doing it anyways and getting in the water. That's why I love, I get, just because I'm always I don't know, activist and at heart an advocate of every time I honor myself by getting in the water, having the audacity to have my body showing in public, right? I hope that it shows other people. Every time I see other body size diversity in public, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yes, get your body out there. Doesn't it feel so good to use your body to get in the water and do things? And I'm so proud of everybody who can get out there and enjoy the activities they want to and I'm like secretly cheering people on for honoring themselves yes get in the water get on that kayak get on the disco yes right go out there and dance get on the the bicycle so honoring ourselves in that way and, and knowing that it's not just something that's an easy path to get to sometimes it is and sometimes it's not but always going down that path of doing it because you're not a commodity you're not a thing to be sold enjoyed whatever you are yourself enjoy the world around you. So it's a good centering practice.
1: And I love what you're just saying about honoring these people and being a cheerleader for them to do this. So the brilliant idea that you came up with, the Chunky
0: Dunk. Oh, I can't claim the idea for that, but we use the name and we do the parties inspired by it. but But
1: who came up with the idea of everybody in the pool, no matter what size you are, it's so supportive. So nobody's out there. (laughs) And so nobody's out there with a bunch of Barbie dolls and then everybody looks like everybody all over and every color and every size and shape and every age and and a different abilities. Yeah. Let's just put them all together. Everybody get in the water if you can. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Honoring that diversity. I don't know The origins, I think the term chunky dunk is from like Portland, like there's an actual website, but I think there's been fat splash in the Bay Area for a long time and other things inspiring, but it is important to make, because sometimes the haters will say like, well, why does it have to be just for fat people? Or why does it have to be just for big bodies? But it is honoring in a place where we're typically not honored. You have to create that special sacred place. And then we're open to all people. And what I love is that, you know, we started this for the fat positive community. And then we partnered with the what was it, the sisters oh, I can't remember their name. <laughs> Sorry. But there's a queer order of nuns that does community work and we partner with them to host oh, the events a perpetual... in the earlier The Sisters of Perpetual. Abbey of Divine Light, Perpetual Indulgence, something like that. Oh my God, they're amazing. There's different chapters. Right, right, right. But what happens too with this is that in honoring our fat bodies and allowing ourselves to go, we are honoring and allowing queer, trans, and differently abled bodies to come out to these events and creating this safe space was so beautiful to see and be part of as well. Because even people who we look at, who we would say, you have the body I want or what culture says you should have, that person still suffering inside might think that they're not what the world wants to see. Absolutely.
1: Body dysmorphia is a thing, no matter what. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that was one of our prized events of honoring our of our community and creating that safe space for people to just show up and be themselves and have fun with it.
1: The first time I really saw that was I was in a small, tiny town in Italy. I was with a few friends and I don't know how we got there, but it was a, a hot springs and it was a huge outdoor swimming pool, all hot springs. And I believe the name was Jupiter. I can't remember, but I think it was that. But I go into this hot springs and I had like, oh, I don't know if I want to put on a bathing suit in front of these people. I don't feel that whatever. I don't feel so special right now. And <laughs> so I d- kind of didn't want to. But I go into this place and there is every kind of person in the world in there. And this is in Europe. And they wear very small bathing suits. Very small. Yeah, it was in Italy, and you had to wear a bathing suit. But the men had the smallest bathing suit. The women had the smallest bathing suit. Nobody gave a about it. And I was sitting there watching. I got on a bathing suit, and I was in the pool, and then I was sitting on the side. And I was watching these women and men get out of the pool without slithering over the rocks to get their towel and then wrapping it around and then laying down really flat, you know, (laughs) which is, I think, what we do here. (laughs) But none of them did that. They walked around, they went to the place where they got a drink or they got a hot dog and they went to the bathroom and they just laid around and talked to each other and didn't ever care, I felt. I did not feel that body hatred that wall of body hatred that people have it was just like this is who we are we live in this little town we're all swimming we got our bathing suits on that we're supposed to have and we're all good all different ages all different people like all able-bodied or not able-bodied and all I don't even know what you know I could not believe how great it was
0: yeah that's a beautiful scene I think about that too. Some of the hot springs I go to are clothing optional and when I first started going I would wear a little something or bottoms, but sometimes when I go it's like a practice for myself of leaning into that radical self-acceptance of just I deserve to be here. These are magical waters. I paid to be here for the day. It's beautiful. I'm outdoors. We are all here to enjoy and get the same benefits from this place. Let's just be here and leave our self-consciousness at the door. I know not everybody has great experiences at places. I hope that people do. But for me, I think I go with the attitude. Sometimes you got to pep talk yourself a little bit ahead of time. And even just swimming in public, even when I do go swim in public, you still have to give yourself a little pep talk sometimes. I'm like, you got this? It's just a body. It's just a swimsuit. Last year, I went down to San Diego for my sister-in-law's wedding and I wanted to go out to the pool. Nobody else wanted to go. It was a beautiful day in the middle of the afternoon. Nobody else was out there. I'm like, I'm putting on my swimsuit and going down there. I was taking pictures and swimming around and just enjoying myself and all the hotel rooms look down into the pool. And me 10 years ago, absolutely freaking not would not have been down there by myself, without a cover up, walking around and enjoying myself while I'm there. Again, not hiding from anything.
1: And I bet nobody fainted from the side of you or that's what I was thinking at this little pool in Italy. It was... I mean, they're happy to see their friend or their other person or their neighbor or... Or, oh, look, those people, where are they from? Are they from America? They weren't like going, and they're so thin, or they're so fat, or they're so little, or they're so dark, or they're so white, or whatever. Was none of that. It was just, oh, there's that person. That's a cute bathing suit. Nothing. No thing that we have here, which is so prevalent of this judgmental thing that we have here. And none of that, I didn't think. Not that of course, other countries have all kinds of problems. And
0: Italy right. has
1: <laughs> eating disorders know, and right. body hatred. It wasn't there that day. And it was, I just felt like a moment of grace. And I think that's what you gave people, Emily, and yourself with that, everybody in the
0: pool kind of an attitude. <laughs> yeah. Again, and permission slip too. I love it. Just the more people can see it, I hope. If you see it and think, something is interesting or, oh, that's nice for them. I could never try it out. Find a safe place to do it first, a safe place in community to do it. And then, you know, step by step, just keep honoring yourself. If you want to be the person that goes to the beach with your kids. I know a lot of new moms' bodies change after, you know, create beautiful human life and our terrible culture tells people they have to quote bounce back to where they were before their body even thinner yeah (laughs) right or even less yeah and I just saw a woman I know post the other day that she took her family on holiday to Mexico and she had three babies in four years after having like infertility issues so having babies is this magical amazing experience they have two and then the third one came without any extra help so she's just was posting about mom's wear the swimsuit, get in the water, play with your toddler. <laughs> like pre-pregnancy, she would have never gone out to the beach or done this or sat down in a pool a certain way. When she just showed the most gorgeous pictures of her playing with her kids in the sand and just with her beautiful, bountiful body she's got right now after having these babies, just wherever you're at. So if it's the water or whether it's a different activity you want to do, people going hiking or not just showing your body, but the things... Wow. Whatever it is you keep from enjoying in life, because that's not honoring. So if you're in your mind thinking about things you want to do and you don't let yourself do them because of stigma and stories that we tell ourselves in your head, then that is actively not honoring your body, your mind, your spirit. Wants to be out doing these things, and your bs cultural and things, stigma and families, or what your parents are going to say, or anything else or what someone in high school said to you one time that is never gonna million years yeah ago. yeah yeah.
1: like some crazy person on the street told me something like 45 years ago and I still think about it
0: I still I'm upset I know I think about this one time in middle school I was putting makeup on in the bathroom and you know girls middle school girls especially are mean <laughs> walked in said some stupid thing like Oh, what are you putting makeup on? It's not going to matter anyways, or that's not going to (laughs) help. So every time I do makeup in public, I think someone's going to be like, what are you doing, ugly? That's not going to help. I know those little earworms. (laughs) Yes. Do it anyways. Yeah. Honor myself and do it anyways. That's so
1: funny. I have exactly the same kind of thing. It was, there was a kind of a bully guy, seventh grade, you know, it was a bully. And I, he'd never really talked to me or even looked at me, or I didn't. I just would see him bully other people and just try to stay cool and invisible. And I was standing behind him and his mother in a line to get food somewhere. I think at the mall. And he turned around. and He goes, "You are so ugly." And I have had that voice of this guy who who knows what even happened to him. I mean what I feel like I believe that with all my heart that whole seventh grade I just was so upset with that and of course couldn't tell anyone or I couldn't right. even we tell it myself that happened <laughs> yeah. but I could still remember like I had that yellow dress that I used to have and I had those shoes that were like buckle shoes and my mother had given me a tony perm and it looked terrible
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? We get so stuck. So I mean, it's the difference why we would not allow ourselves to do all these things and have these voices. It's so crazy how these momentary flashes in the pan. Like, who is that guy? or I don't even remember they said right. that to me. They probably said a bunch of <laughs> things their whole life. I know, so I, I might have said something to somebody that I didn't mean that probably stuck with them. So it's just, again, the, the honoring, it's like this cycle, this big full circle of coming back and shifting through all that stuff to be like, but at the end of the day, after all that BS and that stuff we've been carrying around for what now, me for 20 years now, 30 years, but me and my whole person and my spirit and who I am, what I deserve more. And I get to still do what I want and live this life because I'm not living for that person. And even when it's somebody's parent or spouse or partner, best friend, who's telling you things about yourself, like it's still you're the only one living your life. That's their opinion. Even if it's positive, it's their opinion. You got to honor yourself and do what's right. Exactly. Even if everybody else around you is saying no and you know in your heart. And it's hard to know. I think sometimes in my honoring journey to myself, like sometimes it's hard to know what my gut is and what I do actually truly want because there is so much static and sound. So Understanding that's a process too, and you'll keep uncovering just a matter of knowing that you can get to the bottom and keep figuring out the best ways. And it might change over time. I'm sure it changes over time, what your body needs, meeting yourself where you're at. And that's it too, changing and honoring where you're at. My needs are different now than five years ago and realizing that how I honor myself now and decisions I make are where I'm at now too. Like I think about that with my job or stopping all my community involvement, like it's not forever. I'm just honoring where I'm at, the culmination of things that brought me here and what I want for myself in the immediate future. Knowing it's not forever. And
1: I think one of the ways that we can get there if we get so far away from it is like the picture of this body love card of her sitting on the yoga mat and namasteing herself and taking that moment to go within to honor herself getting out of that busy, you're so ugly in the seventh grade comment, (laughs) (laughs) go into who I truly am. So great, I think it's a perfect segue into wondering if you would read the bottom of the card of the today I will.
0: Today I will experiment with looking at my body and other people's bodies as if they are sacred and full of wisdom. I will stop treating my body like an object and start respecting my body's wisdom, beauty, and magic. Throughout the day, I will practice honoring my body's wisdom.
1: Oh, thank you very much for coming on today. I know you have a busy life and busy honoring yourself. And I really appreciate (laughs) you being here and honoring me by being on the podcast.
0: Of course, of course. Thanks for honoring your community by giving what you do and by sharing and, and lifting up voices. I love listening to this podcast and picking a different topic and, and hearing others' perspective on these things. So
1: Love it. Thank you, Emily. Orly. And I'll see you soon.
0: Thank you for listening. You can find
1: me on all the social medias at It's Not About Food. And if you would like to get the show a week early and ad-free, you can become a member at Patreon. Search It's Not About Food Podcast. Thanks so much.